Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. And this month is finale month. This is it, our game of the year. We've been working towards this. What's going on, Colin? The end of season one. Season, We're going to be starting true. season. Yeah. And then next season, I'm hosting. And then season three, you're hosting. I don't think, I think so. I don't think. No, I, I don't I think, think I can give up the reins, man. People are people uh, are writing in. They're saying, "Whoa, keep things the way that they are." Really? <laughs> I don't know. Where where have I missed these notes at? I, you know, here, there, everywhere. Uh, I, regardless, I do. <laughs> you go I ahead. Think, I think I think the show I hosted was kind of a hit, though. So we'll have to give it. Yeah, she was all right. Credit where credits due. <laughs> It was it was good. It was a one off. You'll get another opportunity to take another shot at it. But I think we got a good uh, thing. Got a good thing moving here. Um, talk to me about 2022 for you in gaming in general. Like stack it up against 2021. You have a good year. I think so. I I played a lot of games this year because the way we've tracked things on our little like Google Doc, mm -hmm. um, we can see all the games that we played each month. Just yeah. even just like to hop in for a, an hour or two. Mm -hmm. um i've never really tracked things like this before and it really adds up just how many games i have played this year uh yeah it's a lot it's a lot and it's really it's it's really cool to kind of reflect in the year with that entire list staring at you um yeah it was a good i year. mean it's it's tough to i don't know it, it's tough it's tough to stack up 2022 against 2021 as a whole like if you were making a top 20 list of our top 10s for both of them i feel like 2022 for the most part would dominate the top 10 of yeah game of the year for the past two years for me i mean there's some there's some wins you remember what your goatee was last year returnal yeah yeah mine was ratchet and clank rift apart which i think would come in fourth this year for me I think Where Returnal right for you. I mean, no spoilers. Returnal about what would it's be second. Really? Yeah. Wow. I love Returnal. That's interesting. That'll be interesting with context really soon. Um, but then a steep drop off. My second game of the year was Halo Infinite, which has aged like mm. fucking milk. Um, mm -hmm. But that, I mean, that would come in what eighth for me, and then you had Forgotten City yeah. at second. Where would that rank? That'd be like sixth, right? Uh, probably fourth or fifth. Yeah. Right around, yeah. yeah. So 2022, a solid year. But this will be an interesting episode because if you're a first-time listener of this show, the premise is we talk about our goatee as it goes. So every single month, we update our Game of the Year list. So if you've been listening to this time and time again, this is going to be a lot of recap. This honestly won't be our longest episode. The idea behind our podcast is that we're making this conversation easy. Instead of having... Eight hours of deliberations where Colin and I jump down each other's throats and argue about which games are better than other games. We've already done that games. for the past 12 months. We're, go we're done. We're good. Um, the thing that he and I aligned on, I mean, obviously, we're both big in, like, keeping up with, like, the video game industry, indie and major news outlets, and we've been listening to a lot of Goatee Talks and, and talking about how other people did their coverage this year. The thing that we found with the gaming industry was that these things are 
shrouded in fucking negativity every time there's a game of the year discussion there is so much arguing for your game and so much putting down of other people's games that i think the idea of what goatee list should be is kind of lost and it made for some of the most unenjoyable podcast episodes of the year for a lot of people so our goal yeah. is to have the jolliest game of the year discussion ever the work is done we're just reporting in recapping some stuff and then we've got a bunch of superlatives we're calling them so Little accolades that we want to give to games, special shout-outs, uh, categories like most anticipated 2023 game, uh, best platinum, best game to play in one day, best thing, best media, best game that we played this year that didn't come out this year, things along those lines that'll be more interesting and newsworthy for those of you at home. Um, what should we cover before we hop into things, dude? I think, I think we should just get right into it, yeah? I think we should. Um, yeah. no, no big changes going into 2023. This is acting as our January episode. So we're going to not skip a beat come a month from now. You'll be hearing us hop in and premiering our 2023 game of the year list with probably one or two games on the piece. But for the most part, that's a wrap on 2022. We're recording this bitch on December 30th. So unless some game shadow drops tomorrow and we need a hell of a lot of time to play it, I think we're I think we're in business to give you an accurate read on where everything clocked in this year. And for me, it started with my number 10 game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I love this video game so much so much and uh it's a special one I think for us because we played it together, dude, on the internet. We did. Do you have what a you do think? you have a picture of my cosplay? No, I don't. But if you look at uh, mm. youtube.com slash at Jake Twitchin, that's twitching with no G, you could definitely find it. And while you're there, check out, you know, at Colleen underscore K-A-U-L-I-N-E. You got some YouTube channels, but that full playthrough is up there. Um, we played this game in six player co-op and it was just the jolliest time ever. Such a carefree hang out with your buddies, smash on some fucking NPCs. Any comments? Any comments, Any that's comments. right. Uh, yeah, I played it as really, April. Just a really fun video game, man. Like, yeah, it was super fun. simple. It's a beat-em-up. It's as deep as you'd want a beat-em-up to be. It offers more than you might expect, if we're being honest. But truly just a real throwback. Like, not reinventing the wheel here. Not doing anything that you would not expect them to do. But just hitting all of those high points that you would want out of a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. If you ever played that Ninja Turtles arcade game back in the day, if you ever played uh, Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo with like a sibling or a best friend, this is the fucking video game for you. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it's like two hours long. It's a great game to just play through in one sitting. And the four-player local co-op and the six-player online co-op only sells it further. Just what a time. Yeah, this game did not make my top 10 mainly just because i don't have the nostalgia for this type mm -hmm. of game but i did have a great time playing with friends it, it really it yeah. was it was a, it was a fun time so yeah yeah knocked it on two sessions it was like two and a half hours long that's with banter from a couple yeah. of professional streamers um mm -hmm. just just mm -hmm. awesome uh your number 10 was cult of the lamb which spoiler alert is one of my misses yeah. this year yeah, Cult of the Lamb is like a roguelike uh, city builder type thing. It's kind of mm -hmm. like a, a sim aspect where you can manage your cult and you get to do really silly things. They're, all of your members are super cute animals and you're just uh, making them eat 
dishes of poop or you can you can feed them mushrooms, which will make them work around the clock tirelessly. Uh, you can put them in jail whenever they act bad. All sorts of just like super cute, but like dark things. It's it's a very curious mixture between like a cult and like children's book, right? Yeah. Um, it was a great time. I knocked it out in like two or three days. It wasn't a very long experience, uh, but I think that is. What is did you log for favor. hours on that? Oh, uh, fifteen maybe. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'd have to look at it. Um, but oh, I did like get the right platinum life. on it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too long. the The combat was a little uh, like tiresome. It, it it wasn't Hades, you know. It's hard to be Hades right. when it comes to roguelikes. But uh, it was really just the interaction between the management and the roguelike. Because if you don't want to go fight, then you can just build up your colony or your cult, and then you have yeah. less of a reason to fight. So it, it it really bridged the gap between those two genres quite well. Uh, while and being it didn't very cute. overstay its welcome, if that's the no, case it too. Didn't. If you didn't, if you yeah. weren't so in on the the combat, at least it wasn't you know hours and hours yeah. of it. That's one of the gripes that I've had recently with um, High on Life, where that game is good and fun and better than you might expect. And the thing that is grating is not the constant comedy, which is hit or miss, no doubt, but is the combat overstays its welcome. There's a lot of just being thrown into like a open pit and you fight enemies until all the enemies are gone and i'm just sick of it all the time i think a nice tight 15 hour experience that's like surrounded by a roguelite is more up my alley uh yeah. this is my misses like I, I do want to check this game out at some point i think it's quite nice it's very pretty very cute yeah it, it's worth it's, like it's, it's worth nice your time style. yeah not so bad nice all right call to the lamb my number nine is splatoon baby Splatoon 3. I finally got into Splatoon. I did a weird thing this year a couple times. I was this year is maybe the most video games that I've ever played and part of it it was like in service of this podcast where I felt like I had, I don't know, not like a responsibility, but I had an urge to explore more games so that I could speak to them I mean, you know, more professionally. And Splatoon has been something that's been on my radar for a long time. I spent a couple hours with Splatoon 1. I spent maybe an hour with Splatoon two and with splatoon three they had a open beta it was that early splat fest that you and i played together that i kind yeah. of jumped in on and i was like let me see if i can get into splatoon and i ended up really getting into splatoon and this is the number one i've always had like a my last year my second game of the year that we already talked about was um halo infinite and i always have like a call of duty or a halo or an apex or a Fortnite. i have that third person or first person shooting game that i am playing and um, this year, it was fucking Splatoon, oddly enough, which I never would have thought would be the case, but it ended up being a really, really tight package. I love what Splatoon has to offer. I think it is a fully unique shooting game, but a shooting game at its core, so it still hits those same things. Uh, did you dig it when you played it? I had a great time with the Splatfest that we played, mm -hmm. but I also kind of had my fill of it then. Sure. I, I have a hard problem sticking with pvp games I get um that. and i know this has like a campaign to it but it wasn't enough yeah. to draw me back it's tough. i had a great I actually time when we played though really i played maybe an hour of the campaign i didn't even complete the campaign um that's mm -hmm. maybe one of the coolest things about this game one of the things that got me most excited was a uh you listened to the first splatoon 3 episode where we did coverage for it it was maybe like july i want to say or august where 
right after that Splatfest, they put out a like 25-minute Nintendo Direct that I adored, where they showcased everything that this game has to offer. And in the final package, it is just that. It is a full package. It is absolutely insane what is packed into this. I think what I, like, my, one of my favorite quotes of the year is that I hope everybody's favorite franchise gets the treatment that Splatoon 3 got from Nintendo this year. The way that this game was developed and the things that it has to offer are so extravagant. There are so many different modes, so many things to do, so many things to collect, so many ways to customize. It is just... So often games come out and they are nickel and diming you left and right. They are pay to play. They are pay to win, even worse. Um, or they feel like an unfinished product. Splatoon 3 is the furthest thing from that in the world. It acts not only as like a greatest hits from Splatoon's one and two, but also adds so much more. So truly yeah. uh, a joy to play. I, I can't sing its praises enough. I, I honestly, it's one of the games that I feel now, as I speak about it out loud, nine feels low, <laughs> you know, like right. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, wow, maybe Splatoon should have gone higher, but I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm pretty locked in. I've looked at this list exhaustively. Let's yeah. get into your number nine, which is interesting and a new entry for you this is uh yeah. this is here at the at the final hour mortality. mortality yeah speaking of a game that nine feels too low uh immortality i actually played it on my phone funny enough um, really yeah i played it through the netflix thing because i was like well i don't want to buy it because i might not enjoy it so i played it through the netflix thing which is actually really great you just look up like, the game on netflix click it yeah. and it takes you to a link to download it um wonderful wow. uh this game does an amazing job uh man engage the main actress in this game is absolutely wonderful uh she plays let's try to break it down just to explain how impressive her act her acting is she there's man engage who plays a character called marissa marcel marissa marcel is an actress within the world of immortality and Marissa Marcel acts in three different movies, Ambrosio, uh, Minsky, and Two of Everything. So Man Engage is acting as four people throughout the game. Marissa Marcel, who is then acting as three different characters. Yeah. Um, she just pulls it off flawlessly. She's an amazing yeah. actress. She deserves like to hit it big, truly. Um, but... There are, you know, I don't know. Have we decided if this is a spoiler-free uh, game of the year chat? Spoiler-free. 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 Yeah. Um, there are other characters in this game that truly surprise you and captivate you. There are characters that, at the beginning, they terrify you, but by the end, you truly sympathize with them and you understand their struggles um i'm trying to keep it as vague as possible yeah this this game really like it it did a great job of captivating me at every turn but also i got to watch three very like specific timepiece movies which was really cool and uh sometimes i felt like something was standing behind me while i was playing the game just because <laughs> yeah, of the way it plays out too fucking creepy for me um, yeah, but it for was... everything that i understand it just seems like a, a wholly unique video game that absolutely sets out to do something and then just hits the fucking nail on the head it does something that a straight-up game can't do but a straight-up movie can't do either it, it it does something perfectly it does what it's trying to do perfectly 
mm-hmm. um, and I have only one complaint with this game. Um, is well, the mechanic is is fine. You, you can see on the screen right now if you're watching the video version, you pretty much click on things in the scene and it will zoom in and then zoom out in another scene with the same thing. So you can click on fire or a candle in one scene and it will take you possibly to an entirely different movie with another candle burning or with this same actress or with a chair or something. Um, so that's how you get around scenes and unlock new scenes to piece together the whole puzzle. Um, but you can beat the game without unlocking all of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I beat the game because I, I think there's like 15 like essential scenes that you have to see. And if you get like 10 of those, you get the credits. Uh, so I beat the game and I was going back to play more and I think I fat fingered it on my phone and pressed new game and lost all my progress and didn't get to see all the other, uh, all the other scenes that I missed. Hmm. I can't really blame the game for that, but, uh, what a wonderful game. If you haven't played it, how did that affect, uh, yeah, probably not Hmm. even a good question to ask, but, well, um, it was. It was the end of the game. It was after right. I finished it. It returns you back to the main screen. And I went to continue, but I think I accidentally pressed new game. And it Got just... It. Yeah. Got it. Um, one, another amazing thing about this game is uh, it's wholly unique to each individual player because it starts you at a random scene every time. And it's not... You're not all following the same path. You're not all going to click on the yeah. same objects. And it's, it's going to take you through a random... Uh, set of scenes every time uh, that no other player is going to have that exact same path that you had. So it, it's it's beautiful. I love this game. It Very makes cool. you think a lot too. It's yeah. It's it's I a can... it's a it's a big thinker game. Big thinker, not my style. Not my style. Uh, although honestly, this game ended up being a little bit of a thinker, and this is our only instance of having the same game in the exact same spot. Look at this. We can go back and forth. It turns purple and blue. Stray is our number eight video game. I was so late to the party on Stray. Um, I you haven't are... talked about it on game list yet. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't I'm think so. Sure. Oh, know. you know what? No, I think I did talk about it last month. I... But uh, that's right, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I fucking love Stray. I think this is such a cool little standalone video game. Um, Annapurna only putting out bangers ever, and twelve minutes. It is all right. Mostly putting out bangers <laughs> all the time. Um, it is the third person action adventure game. I would guess you would say action puzzler, stealth puzzler. I don't know how to describe it. It is a I think it's a third-person adventure puzzle game. Adventure, yeah. Adventure, because it's not really action-y. There's a couple instances of action. Um, There's a couple instances of platforming, you could argue, but for the most part, it is just very much like almost a walking simulator, but it is just so cool in what it does. And another very unique video game, like there's nothing like it. I just had such a good time playing it, and it's such a nice, concise experience. Stray is opening intro to credits, Five hours flat, tight package. Uh, yeah. Where do you stand on Stray? Um, well, Stray is also my number eight, yep. and I would say this is a perfect example of a eight game. Like this game is by no means revolutionary, but it is a joy to play all the way through, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Um, 
I am not a huge cat guy, but I really enjoyed like the story that this game told. Uh, yeah. And I, I enjoyed the way it ended. It had a really cool ending, in my opinion. The, uh, it does stick the landing. Yeah, it does. It Much does. like um, a cat. True. <laughs> I, I have a couple complaints about this game. That's why it's stuck at number eight. Um, mainly, I feel like a lot of the times you feel like a human in a cat body in this game and just the things that you're doing. You don't feel like a cat the whole time. Sure. Um, but then again, I did do a lot of, I did, I, I got the platinum on this game. So I had to go through and collect everything. And that probably hurt it a little bit. Um, Cause you know, cats aren't going to walk around town collecting eight pages out of a notebook. No. Um, yeah. I did not platinum. Is it worth talking about how you platinumed like every game on your list? Uh, yeah, I guess I I did platinum every game on my list until I changed it up a little bit. I added Immortality, which technically I can't platinum, and uh, Citizen Sleeper, which is coming up that I can't because it was on Switch. That's okay. They already know it from last time. Uh, but no, Stray was great. I wish the cat had a name. That's my that's my last complaint with it. What is his name? It's just Cat. Whatever you want it to be. I wish they had cats don't just come with it, names yeah. that you have to stick with. You name it yourself. Wouldn't it be cool if they added like customization to the cat where you can make it? What's look your like dog's rich? name? How did you get it? From a video game. Well, you can name it whatever you want. You can name it Sly Cooper. I love the cat Sly Cooper from Stray. I understand that's wrong on many levels, but <laughs> sure. He's he, he's a raccoon. Uh, he's a. All right. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Let's positivity, Jake. Positivity. <laughs> positivity. <laughs> hey, about our game of the year list. I'm just making fun of Sly Cooper. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> it does count. You can never All right. make fun of Sly. Pokemon Legends Arceus is my number seven. And spoiler alert, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet do not pop up on my game of the year list. This is my fucking pick. Honestly, at the beginning of the year, granted the game came out in January, it was my game of the year, but it was my game of the year for longer than you might expect. For like four or five months, I am obsessed with Pokemon Legends Arceus. I will not sit here and... I don't know. I'm not going to sing its praises too much. I don't want to bog everybody down with things that I've been really beating you all over the head with (laughs) for the entire year. But Pokemon Legends Arceus is the most important thing to happen to Pokemon since Pokemon was actually introduced, since Red and Blue in, like, 1998. Um, this will go down in history as a underrated video game, unfortunately, and will not get credit for what it accomplished. It's already being overshadowed by Scarlet and Violet, but this game walked so that those games could run. It finally changed the formula of Pokemon that had hardly changed for many, many years. It is a wonderful third-person, mostly open-world RPG that is plagued with some technical issues in a lesser form than Scarlet and Violet are. I adore Pokemon Legends Arceus. I, I, I I don't take that lightly. I fucking adore it. I think it is the right size package for what it is as well. And... It has a moment in it that I almost gave it, I might give it like a runner-up type of thing in like best thing when we talk about it, but there is a moment in the story of Pokemon Legends Arceus that is the most that I've ever felt any feeling in any Pokemon game where I went, holy fuck, 
this is wild that they're going there and pokemon has like a notorious like track record of doing weird and crazy shit but for the most part the stories are throwaway kid saves the world type of bullshit and this game does some stuff where i was like what the fuck this is actually kind of wild that it's happening so i really really dig pokemon legends arceus uh you gave zero fucks about it oh yeah i don't care about it that's okay how well, for- how do you feel about the pokemon show ending I don't give a fuck. I watch the... When people ask, I always say that I don't watch anime. I actually did watch, like, a fair amount of Pokemon when I was a kid. Um, but that was because it was Pokemon, not because it was anime, and that clearly didn't transfer. Um, Why are you so scared of watching anime? I'm not, like, scared of it. I just don't always, like... I don't know. I don't like looking at, like, animation. Well, we'll fucking get there, because apparently all I like is anime shit. I don't like looking at animation... <laughs> And come, I'm looking come, at your list. Next year, and... uh, mid-2023, is the premiere of Anime List. It's a podcast <laughs> of our favorite animes of the year. <laughs> um, a quick little aside that I want to bounce off of you, just a, mm-hmm. a thought that I've had, is we've seen, this is aside from top 10, but I'm just, while it's on my mind, we've mm-hmm. seen uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out in disarray, right? Mm-hmm. It is just kind of bleeding from every angle. Uh and recently, more than ever, people have been saying, "Ah, oh, we gotta have a Switch Pro. We gotta have a Switch Pro. Yeah. And personally, I believe that is part of the problem with Pokemon. Not that there's not a Switch Pro. It's just people blame Pokemon's problems on the fact that it's older hardware, but we've still got other games like Xenoblade doing yeah, no. wonderfully this on the a, older it's hardware. A game, it's a game freak. It's creatures. It's Nintendo. It's, I think, primarily game freak. Um, because Nintendo obviously has a commitment to quality with their other internal studios that are not compromised with uh, various yeah. ownership, where things like Xenoblade exist. Uh, Breath of the Wild is now almost five years old and blows Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet out of the fucking water. Um, it is it is not a, a hardware issue, clearly. And at this point, I'm sick of hearing Switch Pro stuff because a Switch Pro yeah, would extend the lifespan of a fucking already obsolete technology wise system uh switch two with yeah. full backwards compatibility is switch what i would two be looking back- for at this point yes um, i agree which but- i'm also like the reason i bounced that off that just idea that i had in my head was just because i'm not the nintendo person around here yeah, no I so I, I i i like the low I brow like- games i like the sevens you like the eyebrow tens <laughs> yeah <laughs> quote uh, quoted straight from our discord dms um <laughs> But no, I I just I feel like um, I feel like Pokemon gets it too easy. People people are yeah. willing to give up too much ground for Pokemon. If you listen to last month's episode where I go on like a seven minute tangent trying to explain where the Pokemon problem lies and what to do about it, it is a absolute fucking gaming conundrum, and I still do not have the answer because at the same time, Pokemon Legends Arceus does so much wrong it does so much right and it could be said that scarlet and violet does even more right and does even more wrong um as well but still in the long run it's pokemon and it's beloved and it's the only place to get that fucking sweet sweet fix so do you think if scarlet and violet came out before arceus or arceus would that be on your list instead of arceus it's a chicken or the egg type situation it couldn't happen like that i don't know if chicken or the egg is the right example there but um 
Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to say because there's so much that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet wouldn't be able to do if the team that was working on Legends Arceus hadn't done what they did. Does that check out? But regardless of that, like, like you know, account not counting like if it's possible. Do you mean like, like you can't do like, like a what if this one came out first? That would be well, like well, it's what just if, kind of a question if of like two is, came out before Dishonored one. Would you like is, Dishonored two more? Type of thing. Is the reason you have Ar Arceus Arceus on the list because it was the game in which you felt that wonder of the new Pokemon first. Oh, I see what you're saying. So maybe yeah. not even like, it's not a question of release date. It's a, it's a question of like, so say if I hadn't played Arceus and then just played Scarlet and Violet in that situation, yeah. would that one be there? Um, yeah. I mean, if I hadn't, if I hadn't done that, then probably it would have taken its spot because there is a lot that you miss, I guess. I don't know. It's a it's a tough call. It's a conundrum that I'll never have to actually answer for because Arceus really ended up hitting it home for me. But uh, yeah. you know, it's the same like you know the first time you ever double jumped in Sly Cooper, you can't take that fucking feeling away. It sticks with you forever. First time you ever catch a Pikachu out there in Viridian Forest, man, shit, that shit sticks. But all right, it's enough of me rambling about Pokemon becoming a recurring theme on this podcast. <laughs> eh, we gotta have some of them. Speaking of recurring themes on this podcast, I'd like you to ramble about the Callisto Protocol. Uh, I'm no, surprised to see it. I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. No, no, no. Say, 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 say what you were going to say. I'm surprised I'm to kidding. see it rank so high up on your list after yeah. how it was received by the general public, but I know that you're hotter on it than most. So I guess Yeah, I am hotter on it than most. I think, I think a lot of people expected this game to reinvent horror. Mm -hmm. um to be the next big step from dead space right like dead space was huge when it came out like it was it was the next big thing and i think people expected this game to take that next step uh i never really expected that i just expected it to be a fun space horror game and that's exactly what it was um i it gave me exactly what i wanted a little bit of fright a nice cool new world a new like lore of like gross things attacking i don't know i dig that kind of stuff i love like just gross disgusting alien stuff you know um yeah. and it gave me that i i would th this was one of the most like enjoyable horror experiences i've ever played um i do think it fails in some aspects of the scares like I think some of the like the scares in this game don't quite hit right. Um but personally, I think this game would have been ranked lower had it scared me more. <laughs> Which sounds I know, it's just like it's a horror game so that's kind of what you want, but um I don't know. I I came to really adore this game. It does have its problems. It has sure. its like repetitive fights and stuff, but uh I just had a fun time with this game. I I what I streamed it over two or three days and just had a great time um got the platinum on this as well it was just it was it was a good horror experience it was not setting a new bar but that's okay with me i just had a good time yeah. with it i get it for sure i don't always i don't always have to have something revolutionary to you know, no oh we'll get into that <laughs> towards the top of my, my list diddle <laughs> oh, oh what a baby oh no yeah i know what you're talking about now all right <laughs> Let's get into what might be the most joyous game on my entire list. 
number six for me is Tinykin. I cannot sing the praises of Tinykin enough. Tinykin is like, if we had a best Nintendo game <laughs> category, Tinykin would be the winner of best Nintendo game. And it is not a fucking Nintendo game. It's just a video game from an indie studio. But it is so good. It's just a third person wow. 3D platformer with some Pikmin-like elements in it, and it is just polished to an immaculate shine. It's like 10 hours long, five levels. It is just so good. It is so good. It is so fun. It is very much a collectathon. It's a traditional 3D platformer, similar to like, I don't know, like a Mario 64, maybe maybe closer to Mario Odyssey, but with less like individual objectives and a little bit more puzzle solving. One would say. Um, but I don't know, it's it's very tough to explain Tinykin. It's a one-of-a-kind video game. It takes influence from a bunch of different types of games, but does something fully unique, and it is perfection. It is on Game Pass. It is on all consoles to buy. If you don't have Game Pass, play Tinykin. One of my favorites of the year. And, and, it's the only game that I platinumed this year. I didn't technically platinum. I got a thousand gamer score on it on the Game Pass, but I did everything there was to do in that video game, and I never do that type of shit. Last year, the only game that I did that for was the first game I ever did it for, and it was Ratchet and Clank, my game of the year. So you're you're getting closer. I will get you there one day. You'll do it on almost every game. I know it's happening, but I, I wish one I had day. more to say about Tinykin. It is truly uh, a bite-sized game and a very small experience. So I'll just toss it over to you. Your number six Dude. is Destiny 2. Speaking of the most joyous experience, <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just muted my mic at the end of that sentence just so I could let a burp out. It was, nice. it, was flaw, it was flawless execution, but I just had to let you guys know about it. Um, We're all really impressed. Yeah, you should be. No, Destiny 2... <laughs> so, uh, admittedly, Destiny 2 has kind of screwed up my other gaming habits. Uh, if you look at the list of games that I've played each month, I have like five to ten games that I play each month. And then when Destiny 2 joins the list, it's cut down to like three or four each month. Um, but Destiny 2 has been the most I've enjoyed a game in a very long time. Like the most time I have put into a game ever. Well, aside from Skyrim and, you know, the most time listed on my PlayStation. We'll just say that. Um, it, I, I've, I've met a bunch of cool people playing the game. There's always something to do. This game is just a, a giant checklist, and I love games where I can just mark stuff off the checklist. Uh, the story is wonderful. The gameplay is just so good. I mean, it's just an evolution of Halo, but so much more than that now. They're adding things all the time. There's always something new to do. They're adding a new class in February. I'm very excited for the future of this game, and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Um, this is If this game came out this year, it would be my game of the year. Um, but I knocked it down just a little bit because it didn't technically come out this year. But The Witch nice. Queen was great. The Witch Queen is the best expansion Destiny 2 has ever had. And that's the expansion that came out this year, which is why we allowed That's the expansion. Yeah, which is why it's allowed. Yes, correct. Yep. And I got the gumshoe seal, which is pretty much doing everything in, in The Witch Queen. Um, you know, like it's more like doing 60% of everything, but hell yeah. All yeah, right. It's very good. Very Destiny good. two tune in every month for the destiny two minutes. It's where we yeah. uh, call in two minutes to ramble about destiny because we know that our listeners 
don't really care. But that's as non-jolly as we allow people to get on this nice podcast. When when the when the podcast started, we had the Final Fantasy 14 minutes, and it was the worst 14 minutes of every (laughs) month. Yeah, that is also true. I wish you I wish you in 2023 a healthier relationship with grindy games because you're new to it, and I can see that twinkle in your eye of finally having something to to pump out dailies in and i've been there with mmos because destiny is more similar to an mmo than like a call of duty or a first person shooter and i've seen what it's done to you over the past four months and it's been very uh time consuming probably not only from your other gaming habits but from other things in your life too is my guess it's probably tough to manage all of that stuff all at once and i've been Eh, there i got it I'm good. I'm, <laughs> what, I, one thing pharmacy school has taught me is how to be good at time management. So, you know, I'm good. I just hope you spend I, slightly less time in Destiny. <laughs> I, 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 well, I probably will spend slightly less time because I'm getting caught up, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm getting... I, I literally had what it came out in 2017, so I had five years worth of content to catch up on. And yep. I'm getting there. Um so I probably will be spending less time in it until uh, Lightfall releases in February. So that's one full month of less time in Destiny. Are are you are are you joining me for Lightfall? Like you said, you <laughs> no, might. No, no. I don't know why I ever trust you. No, no, I'm not doing All that right, thing. T- I said tell I'd me do. about uh, ASAP Rocky and his car. Need for Speed Unbound, man. The biggest surprise of the year for me. Number five, um, another very recent game. This game came out December 2nd. I yeah. played it on, I think, uh, November 29th. It was an early access. And uh, this game had all the red flags, all the signs of being a bad video game. And it ended up being the best Need for Speed in over 10 years and the most competent arcade racer that I've played since... Fuck, I don't even know. Uh, most I've enjoyed Need for Speed personally in... At this point, honestly, now that I've rolled credits and everything, maybe ever. Like, it sits with me so, so well. If you like racing games, if you like arcadey racers specifically, this is just the fucking game for you. It hits it perfectly. It is a perfect, perfect street racing game. It's a open world. It has cop chases. It has customization. It doesn't try to do too much for what it is. I can't sing its praises enough even with its interesting graphical style which may look obtuse at first but i promise fits the game perfectly you can even turn it off if you so desire but uh just really really awesome soundtrack to fucking die for if you like rap music or even like some weird punk rock remix type stuff just just a fun game another really tight little package it's not the biggest or most time-consuming racing game ever. I played it on EA Play. You could get this whole game for 15 bucks for a month, play it on your platform of choice, and then wash your hands of it. Can't... I, um... I did some investigation, and I, unless it's changed, you can't do that on PlayStation for some oh, reason. Oh, no shit. Yeah, unfortunately, because that's how I was going to play it. Um, yeah. But I, I couldn't do it. It's maybe, an EA maybe game, I was... so it'll be $25 in a month. Yeah. So. And at that point, once it's 25 bucks, I recommend picking it up for that price. 70 bucks is a yep. tall order, no doubt. And it's next-gen yep. only, and it shows, too. It is a very pretty game. It's got a great sense of speed. Um, it does things with the story you wouldn't expect 
it to do that really hit home. Again, and as is the case with all of these games, we've talked about these games in depth over the past months. So if you go through the catalog of our podcast and you look for the one with Need for Speed in it and you want more information, if you want to hear more about the Callisto Protocol, go find that episode of Game List and listen to Colin and I yeah. talk about it for 15, 20 minutes as opposed to two or three minutes here. But yeah, Need for Speed, number five, starting up this top half. Uh, very, very strong. You guys know I like some racing games and this, this, was, a, this was a really, really nice surprised to have loved it yeah your number five was citizen sleeper dude oh man this game sits with me um this game is uh it's it's a new genre for me i guess this is i guess you could uh equate this with disco elysium a bit in the way that text is presented uh, and choices are presented. Uh, but aside from that, it plays a lot different. This game is reminiscent of like a tabletop game where each day you have diff- you have five dice rolls that are random, and you have to spend those dice rolls on what you do each day, whether that be eat, go to work, talk to people, uh, make friends, whatever. Um, so it really puts like weight in each of your actions. Um, the setup for this game is you are a sleeper, uh, a sleeper citizen or whatever. Um, so a sleeper is, it's a dis- this is like a dystopian space opera kind of where you're you worked for this company, whatever, like as a slave pretty much, and this company created uh, synthetic bodies that they would sell for people who were dying or whatnot, like stuff like that. So what it, what what your character did, which this is all explained in the first ten minutes of the game, so I'm not. I wouldn't call this a spoiler, but um, what your character did is they transplanted their, they well, they copied their consciousness onto one of these bodies and escaped with it. Um, so you wake up on a ship on this like space station and you're trying to, trying to live. You're trying to make a life, which you struggle in this game with the weight of Technically, you're just a copy. Technically, your body is back... Your real body, your real self is back suffering somewhere um, because you're just a copy of your consciousness. But also, the body that you're inhabiting now, uh, it is programmed to destroy itself if it doesn't maintain... uh, Like, if it doesn't receive maintenance by the company that you stole it from. That's kind of like their fail-safe to keep people from stealing them. So you're struggling to stay alive, you're struggling to make connections, to make friends, to find a place in the dystopian space station. Uh, It's all presented in text, it has beautiful music throughout the entire experience. Some of my favorite music this year. Uh, I, I spent 15 hours maybe with this game. And it, it's really a game that really tugs at your heartstrings once you get into it enough. There are so many different characters that you meet that have different struggles that r- you can really relate to modern day, even though it is a you know a game about being in the space station. Um, I I cannot sing this game's praises enough. I I enjoyed my time with it. They've been adding new content that I haven't gone back to yet. Uh, I think my plan now is kind of wait till it's on PlayStation and then platinum it uh, all in one fell swoop. Uh, but man, I love this game, and I really wanted you to enjoy it as well. But you know, I should have known. You know better. what they say: if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say nothing. <laughs> 
Listen, uh, here's here's what I'll do. I'll give you a formal apology. And I talked to the fellers about this as well. <laughs> and I tried Citizen Sleeper. I got about 15 minutes in. Everything that Colin said about the not being a spoiler is not a spoiler because I know what happens too. I just don't like to read my video games, man. I don't like Disco Elysium <laughs> either. Like, it's just not my cup of tea. You know, you're talking, you're talking to the guy whose number four video game is Sonic Frontiers, baby. You know, I, I can't... Uh, what a what a flawless transition from your number five being Citizen Sleeper to my to, number four being Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> to be fair, um, I have also not finished Disco Elysium, even with the voice acting, just because I don't I have a hard time finding that world yeah. interesting. Well, listen, I don't like rolling dice, I don't like I don't like text based adventures. I even barely tolerate things like Mass Effect where I have branching like dialogue pass like i'm like oh, blah, 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 let's fucking go so <laughs> what you're saying is pen- pentiment is not for you either pentiment is i've played five minutes of pentiment um real good i don't like that either but when in talking to the fellers who are my streaming counterparts uh they they also were like yeah why did he recommend that to you does he know who you are <laughs> like that's just not a jake game it, it, no it definitely wasn't a recommendation it was a bet where we were forced to play another game so that's why I picked Citizen Sleepers because I knew you would never touch it unless you were just forced to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried. Yeah, I could have recommended. I could have recommended like other games, but I didn't want yeah. to. Yeah. I tried. Actually, I, really I don't. Did. I don't think I could have recommended other games because I don't. <laughs> I don't well, let's get into fucking Sonic. The another yeah. absolutely incredible surprise this year. God, did I have fucking fun playing Sonic? Man, Sonic the Hedgehog is back. I was. Uh, I'm gonna keep this so short and sweet because. You guys know I'm biased at this point. I talk about Sonic for 15 to 25 minutes on like two podcasts ago, and this is all that I wanted and more. It's a return to form while adding something new. It's the best that Sonic has felt in a long time. My thoughts going into it when everyone was naysaying, I always said the same thing. I said, I think that the through line on this game is going to be it's pretty good. It's not perfect. It's got some glaring flaws, but it's the best 3D Sonic game that we've had in a very, very long time. And it is exactly that. It is a promise for the future of Sonic the Hedgehog. And I feel like he's once again in fucking good hands. I adored, adored Sonic Frontiers. And I thought about putting it higher than it is. But I can't, in my right mind, if I want to be ever taken seriously as like a video game journalist or whatever you may call what we do here as far as uh in the professional video game sphere i know that i can't rank sonic frontiers higher than um the games that come ahead of it in spots three two and one for me however it did not stop me from having maybe the most fun that i've had all year playing sonic frontiers uh full playthrough of sonic frontiers is up on my uh YouTube page as well. I streamed the entirety of that game and I regretted none of it. I can't wait for DLC. I can't wait for the absolute legendary sequel that is sure to come after the success of this game. Sonic Frontiers is 100% like... I I understand how batshit crazy it is, but I speak Sonic Frontiers in the same breath that I speak my top three. And you'll see what those three are. You can probably already guess them. Um, which I know is, is batshit insane, but I love it. We like what we like. Some of us like Citizen Sleeper. Some of us like Sonic Frontiers. Let's talk about your number four game, a much more respectable pick to the general populace, I guess. Horizon Forbidden West. 
Unless you have something to add to Sonic, which I can't imagine you do. I have nothing to add to Sonic. I know. Um, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. I'll keep it short. Um, this game has suffered from its release window, which Horizon always does. Um, and it suffered from... I... Hmm. How do you word this? So Horizon Forbidden West is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. It has one of Same. the most beautiful it, it it's it has the one of the most beautiful worlds. The environment is just meticulously crafted and it, it is it is beautiful at every turn. Like I I don't take photo mode pictures, but this game I did and I took a ton of them. Um and at times they look photo real. Uh, this game manages to do the impossible in pulling off a sequel that is better in every single way than the first game. Uh, I cannot think of a single way that the first game beats this one. Uh, the combat's more fun. It's more. It's prettier. It's got a more interesting environment. There's more varied environments. I, I just adore this game. Um, somehow it falls into like obscurity with people. Like people just kind of forget about this game and I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what, what the game does to be forgotten. Um, but I just all over the industry, I hear people I can just answer like, ah. it if you want to, but I know we're trying to take things, keep things positive. This is actually, sure, so answer, I did my answer. diligence on this know. one. I went and I played three hours of horizon and I think that it just does everything it's what what horizon is is it's just a jack of all trades and a master of none it does a lot of like super interesting things like the story is almost there the graphics are maybe the one thing that it's arguably like mastered but that's also arguably the least important thing when you're talking about a complete package but the story the characters the gameplay the like mission variety like everything that i was doing just felt like it was just a not short of being memorable in any way it all just felt like a cozy iteration of something that i've done in another video game and that other game has done it better and i think that unfortunately the rap that it gets is that oh the time frame is just so rough because it keeps on getting released against like games that are like it but better the, the long and short of it is just it's not as good as those games See, you, I, I think this. Tough. I I think this stands in a completely separate arena than Elder or Elder Scrolls than uh, Elden Ring and Breath yeah. of the Wild. Like this, this appeals more to the Far Cry, um, Assassin's Creed type genre. Sure. I I, I don't know. I don't know why it, it it gets forgotten about so often. I mean, I guess it's it doesn't it doesn't hit for other people as much. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like sci-fi crap, like just weird sci-fi stuff. And this game goes crazy on it. The further you get into it, the crazier it goes on the sci-fi stuff. And the the world, like the 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 lore of this world, is amazing. Um, at the end, they tease no the third game naturally. Yep. No, no spoilers. They yeah, tease the third game. Um, and I cannot wait to see where the story goes. It's just bonkers things happen. Yeah, um, I, I, I know I probably sounded harsh on it, and I am trying to not be negative because playing it for the few hours that I did and checking it out for these goatee talks specifically, I actually have a better taste in my mouth than I did for it initially. Um, 
I yeah. know it's not a game for me, but I appreciate it much more than when I first started it. And I did. Do you play the first one? I did. I played it for like six or seven hours. Oh, but you didn't beat it. Yeah, I got to the same okay. city that I quit in this time. <laughs> oh, dude, you didn't even make it to the actual open world. Well, I did. You, I, I started skipping cutscenes and stuff. <laughs> Oh god! I made it down the big lift and then to the open world, and I said, "All right, we're good." Oh, see, um, that's ju- you're just barely there. Yeah, yeah, just you know, not my, not my exact jam. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, it is even with Elden Ring in the picture and God of War Ragnarok in the picture, it's this game that is the best looking game that's available uh, today. Oh, absolutely! Today, it in, is the video it games. is this is the, the best looking video game, game that exists ever made. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I. Lots of this game depends on you getting immersed in the world, going hunting for things, um, playing with like the mechanics and whatnot, um, setting traps, just just trying to like outsmart the dinosaurs and whatnot. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. If you can't tell, I've actually got the uh, Regala edition elephant right there, way back in the back, and then I've got a giant thunder jaw up there as well. I got um, a keyblade. <laughs> Keyblade. Uh, I I love this game, and I I wish it, I wish it could just hit the mark that it's shooting for. Um, yeah, it deserves more recognition, but you know most games do. All right, we're about to get some weird shit, man. Pacing wise, as far as explaining where we're at, I think the right way to do this is as follows. So hear me out. Why don't you do your ooh is there a clean way to do this i do yeah, my three. We, can, we can do this pretty clean we can do this pretty clean okay we so both pair those i want you to do your number three i know that you just did your number four but back yeah, to back yeah, yeah. you go for your yeah number i know three. i know what you're talking about i got you, I got you. um so your number three is a Plague Tale Requiem. You can go ahead and get your comment about the art out of the way. It's No, no negativity. I think no, it's awesome. No, I can't no, wait to no. pick that up off the shelf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I thank this... you. I thank you for accepting my moderate, my moderate uh-huh. negativity today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, this, and it's Requiem. Uh, this... That's the one that I pulled the trailer for, right? <laughs> Yes, Requiem, not Innocence. This game is a direct sequel to 2019's A Plague Tale Innocence, which was one of my favorite games of that year. Actually, I don't think I played it that year. I think I'll wait until the next year. Uh, This is just a very intimate story between a family um, that has some very uh, supernatural things going on, kind of. Lots of plague stuff. Uh, You visit lots of very pretty environments in this game. It's a very, like, heart-wrenching story. Um it's it's another just like horizon forbidden west was a great sequel that improved on the previous game in every way this is another sequel that improves on the previous game um this game made me feel emotions which is hard to do for a game or for anything really um and i loved it i i don't want to say too much about it because there's lots of spoiler territory with this game um and it's an experience that you should just stick yourself in a dark room and play this is this is like you know if sonic frontiers is a 10 for jake this is my 10 this is you know reasonable it's a very good game 
And the team that worked on it uh, is Asobo Studios. They made a uh, flight simulator. Kind of crazy they can pull off this and flight simulator. Well, that one yeah, team bizarre. making these super different things. Um, but hey, you know, it's a great game. Please go play it. It's very good. <laughs> a good pick. A good pick. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say. Uh, so let's get it into did some overlap. get nominated for game of the year. So it has to be at least good for that. You know. Yeah. Stray, baby. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about a behemoth. My number three game of the year and your number two game of the year are one and the same. Elden Ring, baby. One of the fucking greats. Here's the thing. My top three games... I know that I've been very passionate about what my number one game is and how I value it over. But if I'm being 100% honest, my top three are interchangeable. It depends on the moment in which I think of that game the most favorable. I think when I think back on it, I will stand by my number one pick. But I adore Elden Ring. And I went back to Elden Ring recently, about two weeks ago. And I checked it out again. And I stand by my fucking thoughts on it. It is one of the best video games ever created. It is a piece of fucking art. And it is so fun. It's so out of my wheelhouse. Do you remember my Soulsborn history before Elden Ring? None. Yeah, non-existent. Jedi Fallen Order and yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, which I played yeah. on story mode. And I played Bloodborne I and it kicked my ass and I hated it. Um, and then I played Dark Souls 3 to prepare for this. I was like, can I get hyped for Elden Ring? And uh -huh. I sort of saw the light on Dark Souls 3 on my second try. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's you just made it buy through... Elden Ring and see how it goes. Yeah, you made it through Vort. And then you Vort, made I it... beat Vort, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck. I was um, there. And I am so glad that I bought in. Elden Ring is so special, dude. It's fucking awesome. Talk I was also me. there for most of your Elden Ring experience. Yeah, that was a uh, shared experience. Yeah, we played a lot of that together. Um, yep. I think this game's, game is amazing. Uh, I, you know, I said it in the past that when this game out, this when this game came out, it was a ten. So naturally, in the future, it could only go down from there, right? Yeah, we're we are officially in ten territory. Uh, yeah, none absolutely. of these games are not tens, not perfect video games in their own. Uh, I mean, you're number one, I could argue, but... Ten. Um, you're right, it could be an eleven. Uh, you know, <laughs> when this game came out, we were like, this is a ten, right? And my thought was, if it's ten now, it can only go down from here as we look back upon it. Um, I have tried to keep that frame of reference as I look back, and I will say, I adore this game. It is a ten. But looking back, if I had to pick Elden Ring or Dark Souls 3... I think I'd pick Dark Souls 3. No shit. Yeah. I think um, I would be hard-pressed, even with the little that I've played of Dark Souls 3, to enjoy Dark Souls 3 the way that I enjoy Elden Ring just because of how massive it is and how much like the open world and the platforming meant to me in Elden Ring. Like, the, the yeah. sense of discovery that I got from that game is a lot of what pushed it through. And I don't think I would have been as hyped, and I still don't really... I've tried to go back and play Dark Souls since being since beating and rolling credits on Elden Ring. And yeah. same deal, I, I am not immersed in the same way. It's the 
real third-person RPG elements that sell it for me in this open world. It's the exploration. It's the idea that I'm in some weird pocket of this world that some strange thing is happening in all the time. It is just unlike any other game. It's tough It's tough to talk about, man, because there's... Yeah. What can be said about this game that hasn't already been said at this point? It is yeah. massive. It is mind-boggling, the scale. And... I think the reason that it ranks so high is like, it's like we were talking about like if I hadn't played like Pokemon Scarlet or Violet or something like that, we were talking about Arceus, like you can't take back that first experience that you have with Elden Ring and the way that that game unfolds its fucking layers to you and you start to find more and more crazy places to go and things to see and you think you've seen it all and you realize that there's more and more and more and more it it just never stops giving truly yeah, truly one of the most remarkable gaming experiences i've ever had in my life this is one of the best evolutions of the formula that they've ever pulled off um like i like i said i love dark souls 3 i think i had a better time with that just because i prefer a more uh linear like curated experience mm-hmm. and because Elden Ring is so big I'm not a big I'm not big on the like oh I discovered so much you know but uh no I totally understand that I loved Elden Ring don't get me wrong I'm talking about this game it's still a 10 to me um yeah, this is your number two game of the year it's only my number three it's my no yeah, yeah literally so you don't have to worry about um, doing it a disservice yeah it it's uh it, it it is one of those games is like when I look back I have to make sure that like I don't knock it down because it was a perfect game and it still is yeah. it's a game that i'm never going to go back to though i don't think unless they add it's like, a game that i will 100 percent will go back to and i can't wait to similar See, to like some other games where i just need to put distance between myself and that game i want to forget where things are i want to forget experiences that i had and experience them again mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is through time See, but i think the difference between us there is like i do everything in the game when i'm playing it I got the platinum in this game. I did everything. I saw everything. Yeah, but you do that for a ton um, of games. You think in 20 years, you won't remember? I mean, it's tough because you haven't been playing games for 20 years. So you don't have that same frame of reference. Of yeah, but in like 20 years... To go back years, to uh, of Time after... 20 in 20 years. years, there will be better games to go back to. There will be better games for me to play. Sweet like, young boy. I I go back <laughs> to very few games. I just You'll don't do it. Give it time. I, I play give Sly Cooper. I... You'll look back. I'm, you'll look I'm back upon a time like, of your life once past, <laughs> and you'll say to yourself, uh, "Simpler times." I loved that I game. Know. Let's go check it out again. It'll happen. It happens to us all. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go back and do like a full playthrough. I might pull a game up for like an hour. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I pulled Spider-Man 2018 up for like an Everybody hour. Go to Twitch.tv/Colleen underscore in 2053. For the full playthrough of Elden Ring. Yeah, I just fresh off just, I, just going back to check out the original while he's playing Elden Ring Five. Like he just wants to. Well, check the thing it is, out. if I go back to play any Souls game, I'm gonna go back to play Dark Souls Three. All right, fine. You have no nostalgia bone. Something's wrong. I do think you. that's fair. I do think uh, this game's uh, evolution of the magic system is the best thing it's done because yep. magic was a pain in the butt in Dark Souls. No frame of reference. But I do want you to take it away for this one because this is my number two game of the year, but it's your game of the year for 2022. Oh, is... oh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you keep talking. Keep stalling. 
I can't keep stalling. I want you to take it away. Talk about your number one game. You don't want me to talk about no, my number no, two no, game. No, no, no. Keep stalling. Keep stalling. Keep stalling. God of War Ragnarok for all of you. For all of you listening and watching at home. It's God of War Ragnarok. It is a perfect story game. It is as perfect as it gets. And I really struggled with is it this or Elden Ring to put at number two. And I ended up landing on this. And I know what you guys are all thinking. It's recency bias. It's recency bias. No, it's just liking different things in video games. What are you doing? Could you have just told me to do that professionally no, from no. my end? They're getting a choppy no. version. All right. Stop. <laughs> Hit stop. Hit stop and talk about God of War. I'll splice in the fucking music. God of War is um, the best game of the year. Easy peasy, no questions asked. Um, I had more fun with this game than any other game this year. I had uh, tears growing in my eyes at multiple points in this game. Uh, seeing Atreus and Kratos grow as a pair uh, was something very touching to me. Their father-son relationship is... Uh, very similar to my own, in fact, at times. Um, my father and I don't always talk as that much. Um, so seeing how Atreus and Kratos communicate with the lack of words at times, uh, I really felt. Um, this game incorporated so much, like, lore of, uh, Norse mythology that I find so fascinating. Uh, on top of it just being fun, man. Everything is so fun about this game. I can't hear the music. I, um, I, I'm cut off from the music. That's why I play it. it just is, know that it matches up so well and it's like clippable fucking content for the internet. Okay. Well, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know. This game touched me in every aspect from the parts where you're playing as Atreus. Spoiler alert. Um, to the very oh, end. Oh, I gotta edit that out. No. I think I gotta, no, you know what? I don't have to edit that out. It's, That's in like the first couple hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in the embargo. This has been an argument on other podcasts that I've, podcasts that I've listened to as well. Yeah. Game's been out for a month. You had your opportunity. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, if you haven't gotten I'm three not... hours into God of War Ragnarok, the uh, 48 hour rule is over. Yes. Um, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I, I cried twice in this fucking video game. And I don't know. I'm not a person that's like ashamed to say that I fucking cry in emotional things because it is just so well put together. Like it is the only, not the only game. That's not even close to true. Um, but it is, I don't know. It makes, it makes a case for, it, it's different in what it does. There are some things that only games can pull off, and it could be argued that the things that make me cry in this game could be pulled off in a TV show or a movie as well. But the fact that it does them as well, if not better, than TV and movies is just immaculate to me. It is 25 hours of sublime fucking storytelling, and it never lets up. It keeps on delivering no, yeah. and gives you fucking moments and moments and the points in which I got emotional were not exclusively at the finale. It was mid-game. It was events that transpired that would just hit home or were just conveyed so perfectly. It was just ridiculously impressive. And that's not even talking about, like you were saying, playing as Atreus, the different gameplay mechanics that appear throughout the game for your companions and the items that you use it is just so fucking cool. It is a, yeah. it's a perfect video game, man. It's a perfect it video is. game. 
you know, just watching the trailer that you're playing right now, just seeing like the moments of dialogue where the tension is high between Kratos and Atreus and th- this entire game, Kratos's main goal has been to protect Atreus. That's really all he's worried about. Mm. Um, and just seeing the performance in this game and ha- th- this game is the best performance in any game, the best performance capture, like, Man Engaged did an amazing job in Immortality, but I have to kind of put that aside because it is a live-action type thing. Mm-hmm. The mixture between performance capture of Christopher Judge and Sonny... I don't even know how to say his last name. I always struggle Sol- with Soljic? 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 Okay, so, sorry, Sonny. Um, <laughs> the, the mixture between the their performance... Yeah, I know, right? Uh, between their performance and the tech that goes into putting that onto their character in game. Uh, I don't know, man. It just, this game does something. Every moment of dialogue, I am like sucked in from rowing around on the lake when they're telling stories or in cutscenes. everything. And the, the, the freaking height of set pieces in this game, just beautiful. It, it, it feels like some people have called it a Marvel movie. And I think when they say that a lot of times they mean it in a bad way. But if I call this Marvel movie, it's in a good way um, because it does feel so epic and such a high production value. This game feels like one of the most expensive games ever made for good reason. Yeah, it's I love it. one of the greats. It surpasses its predecessor and it I recommend it to everybody. Um, but Play the first one first. Absolutely. You have to play 2018 before playing yeah, this one. It's a sequel. It's a, uh, you know, you get more out of the Dark Knight if you've seen Batman Begins. But it doesn't keep Batman, it doesn't keep the Dark Knight from being a better movie than its predecessor. That kind of thing. You've seen uh, those movies, right? Yeah, no, I have. I just, I think you to play this one, you have to play God of War 2018. No, I don't think so. I think I you can make it happen, but you would lose some stuff. Did you watch the story recap at the beginning of the game? Yeah. It sucked. That was the worst story recap I've ever seen. I mean, it gets the beat process. Ah, uh, you gotta play 2018. Anyway, go where Ragnarok slaps. Anything you need to say about your game of the year? Go play it. I got the platinum on it. I got the platinum on... God of War, Elden Ring, A Plague Tale, Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2, Callisto Protocol, Stray, and Cult of the Lamb. Whoa. This year, so. Save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. All right. Game of the year time. You ready? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to I'm going to like pull out my pillow real quick so I can take a nap while this is going on. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the best RPG that I have played since 2017's first wholly original RPG that I've played. I think I got a knock points off of 7 Remake because it's built off of the basis of Final Fantasy 7. I don't know, it's a tough call. But it is in my all-time favorite RPGs. It is like Chrono Trigger, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Final Fantasy 10, and Dragon Quest 11 are like my top 5 I don't know, video games of all time. Uh... We're talking about a perfect JRPG, is what we're talking about here. It is immaculate. It is anime bullshit. It is extremely involved. It is layered systems on top of systems on top of systems. 
It is a minimum 60-hour experience. This is not for the faint of heart, but if it checks any of the boxes that are checked for you as a gamer, it is the right video game to play. It made me cry multiple times, and I never thought a game like this would do that, but it did. I did not play Xenoblade Chronicles 1 or 2 or Xenosaga or even Xenogears. This is my first foray into this, and it didn't stop it from being magnificent to me. It is, make no mistake about it, a perfect JRPG. There is so much going for it. There are... Things that this game does better than any other JRPG that's ever existed. Specifically, we'll talk about some of them when we get to our best thing category, perhaps. But um, the characters in this are what really compel me. Uh, if I just give a really quick pitch, it has a excellent sci-fi storyline of all of these characters in this game are born soldiers who only have 10 years to live. That is all thrown into madness when they meet an old person essentially and they go what's this fucker with facial hair doing in our world is this what what is getting old everybody else thought that uh the world ended after their 10 years of existence and the places that the story goes i could tell you right now and spoil the whole game and you wouldn't believe me <laughs> it's so wild it's so wild and i just wish that more people would get to experience it because I kid you not, again, this is, I, I am a person that uses hyperbole too often, so I understand that it creates a bit of a boy who cried wolf scenario. When every game is the best game they've ever played, it's tough to, to take it at face value when it's said time and time again. This might be my favorite JRPG, and it is my favorite video game story ever, 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 ever. It's my favorite video game story ever. It means the fucking world to me. And the fact that this game is being supported with future DLC means that it's possible that this story has even more to tell. And that just gets me even more fucking excited. You're it telling me. Blew my mind. You like this better than Kingdom Hearts. I like the story of this game more than Kingdom Hearts. More than Final Fantasy VII. I like the story of this individual game more than any individual story yeah backtrack it backtrack it yeah yeah i like it more than final fantasy 7 i like it more you than like Kingdom this Hearts. more than the last of us yeah yeah easy you last like this of us. more than the last of us part two. Oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah dude i love it i love it i'm watching right now we're playing b-roll of like the characters and stuff like that and i want to fucking cry because how how much i like all six of them like it's fucking ridiculous it is so good and i can't wait for another year or two to go by so i can play it all again and so i can play it all again the way that you play video games because i went through this in about 60 hours and i wish it took me 160 i wish i spent more time i wish i exhausted every dialogue box because i didn't realize i would like this game as much as i did until it was almost over so fucking good so good. Yeah. Game of the year, baby. Game of the year. Your game of the year. Your game of the year. Our, yeah. Yeah. My game of the year. Your game of the year. True. All right. <laughs> that does it. So you chose, uh, you chose God of War Ragnarok, and I chose Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Congratulations on a good year of gaming, my dude. Yeah. Pretty Great. solid. I'm ready what for What do another. you say we talk about 
Yeah, actually, wait. Let's look. Let's like break this thing down. Let's recap. We got the nice visual on screen here. Let's talk about it in um, you know, a more absorbable form. Now that we have all of this laid out in front of us, we can take a peek at our top ten. I'll read mine off from ten to one. Shredder's Revenge, Splatoon Three, Stray, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Tinykin, Need for Speed Unbound, Sonic Frontiers. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, and Xenoblade 3. Colin, take him away. Mine from 10 to 1 is Cult of the Lamb, Immortality, Stray, The Callisto Protocol, Destiny 2, Citizen Sleeper, Horizon Forbidden West, A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, and God of War Ragnarok. Fuck yeah, dude. What a year for video games. What a year for video games. If I had to, like I was saying, if I had to insert my game of the year here from last year, I think that's a really interesting conversation to have because mine pops up right above Sonic. So like my number, I guess Ratchet would be number four for me. And then Halo would be like number nine or 10. Yeah, I, Returnal so would you be. You put Returnal over Elden Ring number two. you were implying earlier. Yes, correct. That's wild. Uh, the Forgotten City would be right above Citizen Sleeper. Really? Uh, maybe even above Horizon Forbidden West. Interesting. I'm surprised the to hear City, that. The Forgotten City is one of the best games I've ever played. Huh. Um, it's great. It's like a great detective game. I've been really into kind of like detective games recently. Yeah. Where does um, Deathloop fall for you? Uh, Deathloop would probably be around the Callisto Protocol, maybe right above, right below. Yeah, I think Before Your Eyes would probably actually come in just under, like, I think it would probably take my number 10 spot for me. And then after that, everything is out. So it would knock, like, Stray and Splatoon out of the top 10 to make room for Halo and... Yeah, I think I would put... I'd put Guardians of the Galaxy above Cult of the Lamb. And you think like in loose. 10 years we're going to have banners of our Game of the Years from years past and we'll be talking about God of War Ragnarok and... That'd be great. Clank. I think, I think, think it'll great. happen. Yeah. Actually, um, I'm pretty sure I have... Hold on. I'm pretty sure if I look on my Twitter, I have tweeted my old like top 10 Game of the Year. Um, I actually have my Game of the Year in a running... Um top thing yeah i have everything from 1997 on you want to hear mine sure in 2020 was seven remake in 2019 retroactively uh we're getting into spoilers (laughs) outer wilds 2018 Uh... would have been god of war uh, 2017 Breath of the Wild 2016 Final Fantasy 15 I know uh, 2015 Final Fantasy 14 Heaven Sword uh, 2014 Super Smash Brothers 13 Bioshock Infinite 12 Journey 11 Rayman Origins 10 Mass Effect 2 2009 Uncharted 2 2008 Call of Duty World at War Zombies man uh, 2007 Rock Band 2006 Wii Sports 2005 Kingdom Hearts 2 2004 Halo 2 2003 Ratchet and Clank Going Commando 2002 Warcraft 3 2001 Final Fantasy 10 2000 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 
99 Sonic Adventure, 98 Ocarina of Time, and 97 Mario Kart 64. 96 Pokemon Red and Blue. I can only find one. I have my top 10 games of 2020. Let's hear it. Uh, number one, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah. Number two, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, oh, this crazy. was tweeted dis- December 27th, so right after it released in a wow. poor state. But I got the Platinum already at this point. So now in its current state, do you like it more than Tsushima? I haven't played it since it was repaired. That's an interesting conversation. Um, yeah. Uh, number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number four, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number five, Doom Eternal. Number six, Risk of Rain 2. Number seven, Astro's Playroom. Number eight, Bug Snacks. Number nine, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then number 10, Amnesia Rebirth, which I never even finished. So I don't know why that's on there. But, you know. All right. Yeah, this is from two years ago. So Listen, well, we have the opportunity. We're talking about some, like, superlative Game of the Year stuff. We have, for the first time ever on Game List... We got a little bit of our community. Some of the people that listen and watch Game List hooked us up with some of their Game of the Year stuff. I just want to shout out the few people that took their opportunity to uh, to let us know. You could have done this in YouTube comments. We solicited it through our Twitch channel and our Discords. I'm Jake Twitching everywhere. He's Colleen underscore everywhere. Um, it's, you know, to, to be honest, like our listeners are you anonymous person who doesn't interact with us outside of it and then a lot of people from like our twitch and youtube audience so um the people that wrote in i had andrew on carts who had a lot of overlap with us but also mentioned roller drome endoparasitic mm. which i'm not sure on neon white which is a pretty big miss for both of us uh trombone champ in his game of the year was elden ring then we had lemmy I... which had yep I don't think Neon White is a miss for me. That doesn't seem like a game that I would ever care about. I'm not a speedrunning person. I think it's a miss person. for me. Yeah, but it seems really cool. Um, we'll get there. We're going to talk about our misses in a little bit. Uh, Lemmy Ann wrote in, and she mentioned a lot of overlap with us, but also Escape Academy. Uh, Dinkum, which Maybe is I hadn't heard of, and it's like a... Uh, it's like a Stardew Valley, my time at Porsche type of uh, farming sim game. And then her game of the year was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And then Squanky Joinkers, who's on my stream all the time, one of the one of the fellers from the the titular fellers from Saturday Night with the Fellers, um, has an absolute weirdo list of <laughs> hey now, Diablo hey now, Immortal, hey Potion Craft, Nobody Saves the World, Total War Warhammer Three. Peglin, Rogue Tower, Backpack Hero, Weird West, Citizen Sleeper. I know you like that. Good game. And then his game of the year, which was in early access but released officially in April of this year, was uh, Dorf Romantic, which is pretty great cool. Great game. Yeah. yeah. Dorf Romantic's great. Yep. Yeah, his top um, three, yes, absolutely. Yeah, seems to seems to hit, but really cool. Appreciate them taking the time to uh, share their game list. And it's not too late if you're listening to this uh, or you want to share it. We're always looking to talk about video games, whether you pop into our streams, whether you post your game of the year list, your top 10, your top three, what you enjoyed playing this year in our comments. Nothing would tickle our fancy more. I assure you, I speak for both of us. Um, feel free to lay it on us at any time. What do you say we talk about some stinkers, bro? How's that transition? Stinkers. You know, I think this year was pretty light on stinkers overall. Yeah, your stinker makes me mad. Um, Go ahead. What's your stinker of the year? My stinker is Switch Sports. 
That's so mean, um, bro. <laughs> okay, well, I have I I have an explanation for this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tennis, there's badminton, and there's volleyball. Mm-hmm. Pretty much three of the exact same sports. Volleyball is different, but I'll give it to you because volleyball sucks the most out of the three of them. Yeah, they're, they're, they could have just put tennis and I would have been okay without the other two. They should have replaced the other two with something good like boxing or baseball. Um, weaker, weaker overall sports things. I think they got the three most important ones in. They got the sword fighting, which is great. Not so, not, that's not one of them. Tennis, they got bowling, bowling which and is golf. Great. Bowling felt way too easy on this one. Something about it feels so much easier than really? it did on the Wii. I had a lot of trouble yes. with bowling. See, I, I was like knocking them down on this. This and is me my honorable and, uh, mentions for the record. I'm going to bat so, for Switch Sports. Me and Allie played this like every day for like a, two weeks mm-hmm. um, together, and it just grew, grew stale so fast. It, it was just, it was rough. Like I, I played Wii Sports endlessly as a child yeah enjoyed same. it loved it my but game this of the year was, 2005 just, <laughs> absolutely I mean, this year. this is just it just got boring and they didn't have golf in it launch i sounds like you're mad you that you golf? got older yeah, <laughs> no i, mean, I actually well, that's that's golf. i mean honestly that that's one of my other reasons is one reason was they had three of practically the same sport and volleyball mm-hmm. sucked and then it's just not as fun as it was when i was a kid yeah, so it, that'll happen. I had my hopes up way too high for this game, and it was like. Also, I never even tried soccer because I don't want to strap something to my leg. I don't. I don't. I, soccer this is, is really America. fun, dude. Even with like just what it has, like it, it's actually fucking cool. Um, I'll take your word on that. That's pretty funny. Our stinkers last year, yours was Far Cry Six, and mine was Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, dude, which I stand by. That I literally that was a stinker. I have Far Cry Six right beside me, where I was going to try to play it. Why? Over like Christmas. Didn't you know it was a stinker? Well, I, I wanted to go back to it and try to play it, and I just never touched it. <laughs> so. Because it stinks. Um, my stinker's it Chocobo does. GP, man. They fumbled the bag so bad, and now within this same calendar year, this game is uh, officially hit in shutdown mode where they're no longer doing microtransactions. They were raked over the coals on release for nickel and diming people for characters and content and having a really rough progression thing to the point of it just really... Uh, it, it could have just been a budget clone of Mario Kart with Final Fantasy characters and it didn't have to be plagued the way that it it was with its format. Why you know? does everyone ruin kart racers? Uh, they, it's, like, it seems exploitable. I think. How hard is it to just put out a good kart racer and then put out other tracks for more hard. money? Just give people more tracks. Stop making them pay for characters. Everybody sees stuff. the success of Mario Kart and thinks that they can do it better, and they can't. But they can't. They can't. Crash it's not can get possible. Close. Crash gets close. Those crash games I, good. I feel like what that one Sonic game was pretty close. Oh, yeah, the Sonic yeah. games get close. They get close. And they're nice, um, too. They don't have, like, crazy microtransactions. But, yeah, yeah Chocobo GP fucking sucks. And, like, original yeah. Chocobo Racing, so dope. So fun. Yeah. So fucking fun. But yeah, they fucked it up. All right. Now we're going to take a peek at some accolades, dude. I'm excited to get into these with you. These are like random categories that we came up with over the year. Things that we wanted to shout out. Things that were of interest to us about particular games. You ready to get into them? Yes. Let's do it. 
All right. The first category is the best game that didn't come out this year. The best game that we played that didn't come out this year. You want me to go or you want to go? Uh, you go first. I'm curious what you have because we haven't Mine... shared these with each other. It should be no, known. no, no. We and these are going to be these aren't going to be long winded. We won't go spend more than two minutes yeah. a piece just like going through these. Mine's the Outer Wilds. We talked about this at length. We recorded a spoil list for it. I am obsessed with this game. It's retroactively one of my favorite games of all time. Again, with the hyperbole, but Outer Wilds means a lot to me. It is a very cool game, and it's like we were saying about, you know, I want to play this game again in 20 years. I think in 20 years, I will still remember the beats of Outer Wilds enough that I will just never be able to experience it for the first time again, and that makes me sad all day. Interesting, yeah. Um, For almost the exact same reasons, you could literally just cut out everything that you said and put it for mine. My The best game that didn't come out this year, The Outer Wilds, was part two. Oh. The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us Part 2 would be my game of the year if it came out this year. Um, it was over the most God profound... Over God of War. It was the wow. most profound experience I've had this year. The gritty combat and just everything about that deck game I, I was blown away by. I adored it. Also, finished uh, The Last of Us Part 1. Got the Platinum on it like a week ago. Great make your list. Nope. Last of Us you Part like two, two more than one. Absolutely, every <sighs> every single bit of it. All right, best double A game. Mine we've talked about. Mine will be very quick. Tinykin. Like I said, mm. this it is a double A game that plays like a triple A game. This could have been if you would have just taken this little picture of this guy and put like Waluigi in it, then Nintendo would have been like probably staring down the eyes of a fucking game of the year. Yeah. Um... My best double A game. Oh, sure. we don't know. We're revealing these to each other for the first time. We didn't share these. <laughs> I, I, that's the what way. I just said. That's what I just, I said that like two minutes ago. Oh, really? I was. Yeah, and you were like, there. you're like, yeah, we're not gonna talk long about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's my fault. I was. It's yeah, tough, I man. I got all these things. I'm clicking behind <laughs> the scenes. I said, yeah, he. We don't know each other's. <laughs> all right. Cool. Okay. Anyways, can I guess um, yours? Yeah, guess it, please. Is it the fucking Rat King? No. Uh, Rat Boy. No. Rat Siblings. Plague Tale? Plague Tale. No, it's not it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's actually Outer Wilds. Oh, no shit. But wait, Outer yeah. Wilds didn't come out this year. You can't pick that. That doesn't matter. Okay. It's the best game, that, AA game that I played this year. All right, fine. I'll take it. Uh, and best uh, AA indie type thing. It's a, shout out, it's a shout out to one of the best games ever made, so I'll fucking take it. Yeah, I had a great time with that game, surprisingly. I hated it for most of it, and I liked it near the end. But What was your best feature of the year? Uh, my best feature was the flying mount in Horizon Forbidden West. You Ooh, can actually cool. tame one of the flying birds and fly around the world, and it's beautiful. Nice. Is it like a paraglider, or can you... No, you can you can fly like up and down and like side to side. Yeah, that's pretty rad. And you can you can like summon it in battle, and it'll just come in and grab you off the ground and flip you onto its back. Or you can like jump off of a cliff and call him in midair, and he'll swoop under you and catch you. Rad, dude. That actually sounds really really cool. That's the most appealing thing I've ever heard about Horizon. You don't get him until the very the mission before the last mission, and then it opens up like tons of the map that you couldn't explore before. Interesting. 
Yeah. Um, my best feature is the class and party leveling system for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is one of the coolest, mm. most unique things ever. The way that it works in this game is you start out, you have six characters that have six classes. These are the only characters you have. These are the only six classes that you have. And you level up these characters normally. However, you then get a seventh character, and that character is a new class, a seventh class. What happens is, is while your six party members, your static party members, fight alongside the seventh party member, they gain an affiliation bonus. If they fight along this character for long enough, then they will learn how to use this class for themselves. So theoretically, you could now equip the seventh class to all six of your main characters and have all seven people doing the same class. The way this comes into play, though, is that once a character learns this, if you get now the eighth character that has an eighth new class and you put them in, then you're changing character one to the seventh class, character two to the eighth class, so on and so forth. What this creates is this endless loop, essentially. Well, I think it's like 15 to 20 new classes and characters where they are all tied together. So what you end up on, what you end up doing is every time you meet a new character that's like looks a little different or they're wearing a sweet outfit or they're carrying a cool fucking gun blade or magic discs or something like that you're like this is my fucking guy they're joining my party i want to check this class out you add them to your party you gain the experience levels with that class that you can apply that class to your main characters and you start mixing and matching all of these different classes together it makes for such fucking fun experimenting with these combinations when you have seven party members at any time and you get to choose between 25 30 classes for all of these party members it really is like a one-of-a-kind experience depending on how you build your team and you can double up too. you could have three people all running one single class while you have variety from your other four characters it's just it's just very cool and i can't explain how exciting it is to see this motherfucking badass wearing a blindfold carrying like a flame sword who comes in and joins your party and you're like, fuck yeah, my homegirl is going to be rocking that blindfold in Flame Sword real soon. Just extravagant. Best feature. Yeah. That does um, nice. Best thing, which is very different than best feature. Kind of. What you got? My best thing is the episode selection screen for Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. It has each of the nine episodes in like a little like looped uh, oh, yeah. diorama yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. animated loop diorama it That's plays right. to the the theme song of that episode um mm-hmm. very cool each of them are very humorous um and just cute little loops like if they sold a lego set of just all nine of those i would buy it and like this yeah those would be those really loops cool. would be good for like some sort of like lo-fi like you know how I yeah. play like little videos on my stream of like shit happening in the background like those just like yeah, and ambiently just happening those. on like a break screen or something like that would be fucking perfect Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Uh, my best thing is six-player co-op in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, such an unexpected feature. Like for all of the hype for oh, that game leading up to it, you just called it a feature. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's the uh. best thing, best featured thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the best thing. I guess they're interchangeable. Best thing is the uh, classes in Xenoblade, and the best feature. <laughs> it's, six player co-op um but for the all the hype of that game everyone knew it was gonna be four player online co-op and then there was like a the second trailer they announced that not only was it the four turtles but we were adding master splinter in april and it was gonna be six players so really fucking exciting any comments any comments any comments best game to play in one day i chose stray man we already talked about that 
Um, I changed mine. Okay. Which, you know, I tried to avoid my goatee list as much as possible, since these mm -hmm. are like superlatives. But, oh, I know, do. I, if I, it's goatee, it's... Yeah, fuck. I didn't do Yeah, uh, well, I tried to avoid as much as possible, but I had to give this one to Immortality. It's like a good six-hour experience. Really? Yeah, it's not super long. It, 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 it's just watching through stuff. For some reason, um, I had that game pegged at like 12 hours. No, no, it's not. Not that long. Um, cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, Stray's a close second, though. Best game we didn't play. Mine is Stranger of Paradise. Yours is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. No, mine oh. <laughs> is Weird West. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so this is a game that I've wanted to play. I just haven't immersive really gotten sim. around it's, to uh, it's it. Immersive Sim, it's your shit, right? It's an Immersive Sim by the guys that, uh, that made the first Dishonored, like Dishonored and stuff. They, they split off from... Uh, Wolf Eye Studios split off from Arcane. Yeah. Um, is the main barrier of entry to me of this game is just the isometric viewpoint. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I don't know. I hear amazing things about it. Um, yeah. And the people at Noclip are crazy about it, especially Danny O'Dwyer. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, best media. Multimedia, best media. This is, uh, you know, your movie of the year, game of the year, TV show of the year. Uh, not TV show of the year, but. Not game of the year, that's a different thing. But TV show, movie, whatever your favorite thing was. Yeah. What you got? Oh, um, I changed it again. Okay. Uh, House of the Dragon. Hot Absolutely. D? Absolutely. 100,000% yeah. hot D. Not my favorite. I was sitting here thinking, and I'm like, yeah, this is it. Because I, I, so, I, I was so excited for that, and I watched it every night as soon as it released. Beautiful, uh, wonderful. I cannot wait for season two. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, um, just because I love. Only like a year so and a half much. left until we get to watch another season. I know it's crazy. It's gonna be longer than that. It's um, it sucks, dude. I went back and forth. I got like a bunch, man. But White Lotus season two is my favorite TV show of the year, and I think more people need to appreciate it. I watched season one as it was airing, and I loved that too. Yeah. Then it went on and just won a fuck ton of awards, and. Now season two has buzz and people are catching on and it is just such a fun show to watch week to week. It's very, very good to watch as a binge as well. I recommend catching up. It's a really um, cool show. I'm curious if you had to pick a best, like your favorite movie of the year, what would your favorite movie be? Ooh, I didn't watch that many movies this year. I didn't either. Do, I would have to do a quick Google of like 2022 movies. Um, I really liked Glass Onion that I watched not long ago. I'm watching that I don't tonight. Know. Fuck man, I didn't watch shit. Gotta say, I think my favorite movie of the year would be Doctor Strange. I adore. Oh that yeah, movie. I watched the Marvel movies. Doctor Strange was fucking rad. Doctor Strange um, was great. Yeah, that might be my pick Sam, too. Sam Raimi just knocks it out of the park every time. Yeah, um, I almost wrote down like a bunch of rap albums. Like it was a good year for rap music, especially the tail end. We got two Drake albums: the Drake and Twenty One Savage uh, collab, and. Honestly, never mind. I liked Honestly, never mind. Some people aren't into it. It's a little bit more like, I don't know, dance tracky, but mm. I've always liked that kind of stuff, like More Life back in the day. Uh, the new Metro Boomin album, if you like any combination of like Travis Scott, Metro. Young Thug, Don Tolliver. Metro, Metro Boomin wants some more. Uh, Metro Mono. <laughs> I don't know. Metro, Metro, Metro. Um, really, really dope. Uh, there's other stuff too. The new Nas album was fucking awesome. Uh, just honestly, like a pretty impressive year. Kendrick dropped like 
It's awesome. Yeah. It's a good it's a good year to have rappers that I, aren't Kanye making good yeah. music. So R.I.P. I miss the old good. Kanye. I don't know. Um best <laughs> moment. Best moment. For me, the first boss fight in Sonic Frontiers is fucking bananas, dude. <laughs> Is bananas. It's the best moment. It's the most hype. Listen, if you're watching this and you haven't seen it or you don't know what it is, just go fast forward to like four hours, four and a half hours, and just look for when Sonic turns yellow in my playthrough. Rewind it to two minutes before that and just watch the moments leading up to it and then fighting that fucking first boss. It is so sick. It's so sick. Good VOD. Yeah. Sonic Frontiers playthrough part one. Twitch.tv slash Jake Twitching. YouTube, whatever, wherever it is. Uh, what's yours? I have beating Margit slash Melania in Elden Ring. Because Margit, we were both stuck on. and we Is helped it Margit or Mar- Margit? I hate Margit. I, I don't like that. I, I don't know. Beats me. We'll say Margit. I'll say Margit just because you hate it. All right. That um, works. That's, that's on, on brand. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> uh, we were working through him together for a while, yeah. and it took us a while to get there, and then that was kind of like the and we were doing everything back and forth too, where like there's like a I don't know, there's like a give and take to it. Like if we beat it on my game, then I go over to your game, and then I only have half of the fucking potions. I might have to build a little bit differently to yeah. actually be of assistance over there in your game. So we did a lot of those bosses like back and forth. That was so fun, dude. It was. It was great. Um, and then. The Millennial one, you never made it to that boss fight, which, again, oh. that gives you more of a reason to go back to Elden Ring than me um, because I beat the hardest boss in the game and it took me less time than beating Margit just because I I was good at the game by that point. Yeah, Millennia is definitely the hardest boss in any Elder Scrolls game. Elder Scrolls? Why do I keep saying Elder Scrolls? In oh. any uh, FromSoft game ever, cool. but it was just a very pleasing very like technical fight that you get rewarded for for understanding how to combat her it's very great very good yeah uh best screenshots or best game to take screenshots in uh i am not a screenshot person dude at all at all i'm not i'm i made this just because i wanted to talk about how beautiful horizon forbidden west is well i'm glad you did because this year I went and I looked. I looked at my screenshots for Xbox. I looked at my yeah. screenshots for PlayStation. And I looked at my screenshots for Switch. And what I'll tell you is, is I accidentally pressed the screenshot button on Switch a lot. But also, That's on one That's single fair. occasion on PlayStation and one single occasion on Switch, I did take two screenshots this year. The first one was from the last sometime in the last 30 minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And then... The moment that probably most people screenshotted in God of War Ragnarok. I also screenshotted. There's a moment in that game, no spoilers, that is just begging you to press the screenshot button. Think about like a... I'm just thinking about Sif. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> like, like because she's a babe. <laughs> no, she's that's not. <laughs> so this girl walks in. No, 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 that's not the case. No, it's a, it's like a badass moment where things almost like freeze frame. Like the game is begging you in this moment to take a screenshot. It's from like I want to say like three hours before the game is oh, over. Oh, oh. Are you thinking? It's a fucking poster moment, dude. 
similar to my lighting? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like it's basically a certain character or characters or a bunch of characters I will say to be extremely vague and you ever seen like Smash Brothers where it'll be like Ken enters the arena and then Ken comes in and does like two punches <gasps> and then an uppercut and then the whole yeah. thing kind of like freeze frames, freeze frames and like the Ken joins the battle it's that moment for yeah, you know yeah, a situation yeah, yeah. basically um, that was really and it cool. fucking delivers it's so cool yeah um, Good that category. Was great. That was great. Good, that was good great. addition. Uh, most anticipated game, and I said, I think I said at the top of the show, most anticipated for twenty twenty three. But that's a tough thing to do. Just what's your what, what game? If tomorrow you could have a game plopped on your fucking doorstep, but it has to have been at least vaguely announced already. What game? Um, I have two. I put a sure. slash just because. Um, I'll take two. Star, I'll do two. Star Starfield. Oh yeah. Or Spider Man two. Good picks. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is number two if I'm getting two options, but what I wrote down here is Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm, I'm surprised you didn't do Final Fantasy 16. I am not as excited as that as I am for either of those other two games. Really? Yeah. Interesting, okay. I'm a fucking creature of habit, dude. Nostalgia. You're gonna get That's there. Fair. You're 22? 3? The only nostalgia... Uh... The only nostalgia Talks I have your age. Is, oh! Uh, 22, 3? I'm, I'm 23 in 11 days. I'm 22 in <laughs> three quarters. <laughs> in, I'm 23 in 263 days. The only thing I have nostalgia for... You'll get there, dude. Talk to me. When you're like 28, all of a sudden, all that's, all that's old is new again. I promise. I promise. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Next category is the best game this year that you didn't beat. Um. Oh. 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 Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, definitely. Mine is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I know enough about this game to know that I'm like loving it. It almost made my game of the year list without having beat it. I am six worlds into it. I thought this game was going to be over twice already, and it's still not. It is wild how much this game has to offer, and I fucking adore it. Like, it is so much fun to play, and it is such a pristine 3D platformer. It would have made my list if Tinykin didn't exist. What happened was Tinykin kind of stole its thunder from me as far as like... I want to explore a 3D environment. Okay. Because of that, yeah. I not only fell off on playing it, but it also started to slip further down my list. It happens. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, I have Pentiment. I'm currently playing Pentiment. I literally just streamed it like an hour before we started recording this. Um, bless you. Thanks, man. I muted. You didn't have to say bless you. Only the video viewers would have known. That would have been our little secret. Oh well. You, oh you yeah, you can't that. see that. For you, I didn't. I didn't mute it. For the recording, I muted it. It's yeah, different no, I mutes. can't. I can't. I don't I have can't a hardware tell. mute. I only have a software He's, mute. He sneezed, guys. So everybody, say bless you in the comments. Jeez, embarrassing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing um, much? <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's allergy season. Um, Is it though? No, I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> it's it's middle well, of winter. You're in the so. fucking medical field. You tell me. Um. Anyways, Pentiment, Pentiment is a wonderful, deep. wonderful, yes, it's a wonderful little, uh, like, 14th century, I don't really know if it's 14th century, but it's a little, like, old-timey um, murder mystery game that I'm just having a wonderful time with. 
I'm surprised at how much I love this game, and I'm I'm currently playing it. It would have probably appeared in my game of the year list had I completed it. Sure. Uh, but I don't feel comfortable putting something I haven't finished on my game of the year list. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So good. So good. Please support Obsidian. It's such a good game. Uh, two of these little guys left. The best platinum trophy. I'm interested to hear what you got. I only got one, so it's my favorite. It's Tinykin. What do you? What was your favorite? You plat platinumed nine out of your ten goaties, and I'm assuming a dozen more than that. Yeah, I got twenty three platinums this year. Um, I actually have to just go with God of War Ragnarok. No. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. What makes it a good platinum? A good platinum is a game that encourages you to see more past the credits but it doesn't force you into hating the game by the end like it it encourages you to do more and to see the majority if not all of the game but it doesn't force you to do stupid repetitive like things a really good like concise answer hours. like an advertisement it should be like clipped and put on the yeah, Sony yeah website that's nice how work. most platinums should be but some platinums are like when 600 multiplayer games with a four point lead exactly just like stupid stuff like that it's like that's pointless um but the god of war ragnarok platinum encouraged me to see the entirety of the game do all the side quests kill all the optional bosses um but it didn't force me into playing the game longer than i wanted to so very cool the game yeah. we need an excuse to talk about I chose Final Fantasy uh, Crisis Core Reunion. Crisis Core Reunion, Final Fantasy VII, because I believe. That's kind of funny, because um, I chose Marvel Midnight Suns, both oh. similar release uh, release windows. Yeah, yeah. Didn't make my game of the year list. I'm still not finished yet. I've only played it for a few hours, if I'm being honest. I played the game before. I love it. I adore it. Um, yeah. What I want to stress, though, if this isn't a game that I have an excuse to talk about, is how much you should play it. Like, you should play it for two reasons. Number one, how important it is to the overarching story of Final Fantasy VII. Um, and not just Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII Avarant Children and Dirge of Cerberus. It is a integral part of Final Fantasy VII and its story. It's a prequel starring Zack. And uh, it's also untouched. It is not edited in any way. It doesn't have any shenanigans like Final Fantasy VII Remake may or may not have. Um, the other reason you should play it is it's a really nice remake, remaster, remaster. Like, it's somewhere in between remake and remaster. It plays way better than before. It is not only a nice coat of paint, and the game looks fantastic, especially on next-gen systems, and even on Switch, but it also plays way better than it ever has. The changes that they made to the actual, like, battle system make it a far more fun action RPG that plays uh, less like Final Fantasy VII and more like Final Fantasy VII Remake than you might expect. Fine. You know me, I'll talk about Final Fantasy at any moment. Uh, why Midnight Suns? Uh, well, I haven't finished it yet. I'm about 15 hours in. Um, it has... <laughs> it, it's a very fun game. Like, the combat, very fun. Firaxis just does an amazing job with their tactical gameplay. Um, it's very cool to see all of your... Well, not all of your favorite Marvel characters interact, but a lot of your favorite Marvel characters interact, and a lot of characters that you don't see that often, like Blade and Ghost Rider. Um, some of the characters fall flat, of course, um, but I think I think I showed it on stream. You saw it. 
Uh, this game has a beautiful PS3, Xbox 360 vibe to it a lot of yeah. times. Um, Captain America looks like a freak. Somebody in my chat said he looks like a gorilla. Um, like, yeah, he some looks like he the- might just accidentally punch a hole in the wall at any moment. Like, he looks like a <laughs> fucking muscle yeah. milk drinking nightmare man. Yeah, some of the things in this game are very um, laughable, but in a good way. It's I. There are very few annoyances that I have of this game. Um, the characters are very cliche, um, but kind of in an endearing way at times. Um, I I love to see all the interactions between characters, like Spider Man and Wolverine. Like, how often do you get to see those guys interact in? Like, we'd never seen them interact in live action. Secret Wars 2025, maybe. I hope. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it is a, if you miss, like, the PS3 era superhero games, um, you should play it. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. I feel it's, like when February rolls around, we're going to probably dig into these games more, because these are both games, like, for the ones that we have excuse to talk about. That we're both going to be playing, I think, over the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I was know? about to say, I was like, have you seen the February release calendar? February is another crazy month this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, I mean, leading up... Yeah, well, just, we'll get to that. just we'll having to that time to play it. For sure, yeah. for sure. Um, nice, that's the superlatives. Let's get into our honorable mentions. So, I think we should just individually list these, because if we go back and forth, I think we'll ramble too hard on them. But I'll just go mm-hmm. through and just give a quick spiel, and I'll let you do the same. So, my honorable mentions, things that were probably on my goatee list at one time, and then maybe fell off, or were just short. Maybe, like, my top 20, if you will. Uh, Live Alive, perfect little RPG, Square Enix remake of a 1994 um, SNES classic that came out in between, like... Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger, or the other way around. Um, that era, but redone to a T. Really, really nice package. Uh, Nintendo exclusive as well. Putting the bill on that publishing. Disney Dreamlight Valley, I put over 150 hours into this year. I don't know why it didn't make my game of the year list. Because it's arguable gutter trash game. But it's better than it should be. But it's, you know, it's free-to-play nightmare that's going to rear its ugly head at some point in the near future, I'm sure. You are a fan of gutter trash games yeah so I, yeah yeah uh yeah. as dusk falls which is i have not finished yet i'm on episode five i am playing episode six and finishing that game tonight such a fun video game for what i do maybe not a game that i would play alone ever but playing it with my buddies playing it on stream and letting everybody have input into the things that are happening on screen really really fun i have lego star wars on there mario strikers battle league switch sports which we talked about kirby and the forgotten land which i gave a superlative to uh mario kart 8 gets a little bump in there with that extra dlc we're halfway through those waves of i mean the fact that i've got 24 brand new mario kart maps that i can play this year is such a little bonus uh pokemon scarlet and violet crisis core reunion which we just talked about and then what would arguably be my number 11 game of the year if i had one more spot i would have loved to give a shout out to grounded Mm. like you were saying give obsidian their fucking due these guys know how to make a video game man don't sleep. Find some friends and check out Grounded. It is a top-tier survival fucking video game. It is so, so fun. Loved it. What you got? Uh, I've got LEGO Star Wars, mm-hmm. which was on my list up until Immortality knocked it off. Sure. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, 
The Last of Us Part 1, Modern Warfare 2, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Mm. Origins. Sure. Awful name. Dying Light 2, The Quarry, Uncharted Legacy Collection, uh, Crusader Kings 3. Had a great time with that earlier in the year. Uh, Pentiment, which I felt comfortable at least putting it on honorable mention since yeah. you know I haven't finished yet. Uh, Triangle right. Strategy, also haven't finished. Um, <laughs> man, Triangle Strategy is a funny game, dude. Gameplay is a 10 out of 10. Everything else is like a two. <laughs> too much, too much <laughs> talking okay. in that game. Uh, and then TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of those pop up some uh, similarly on like my misses. So games that Sifu. I really Sifu as well. Okay. Yeah. So Sifu is on my misses. Um, yeah. we'll hop into those real quick. And these are just games that I feel like I would dig, but I just didn't get a chance to get around to. I still plan on checking out at some point in my life. Sifu. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, Neon White, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope is maybe the game that I'm most disappointed that I didn't get to spend some time with, and I think I will really soon. Um, Escape Academy, which I think will be a fun stream game to do with like chat, and then Dragon Quest Treasures, which I I am pretty sure I will be picking up to play uh, when I go on vacation in a couple weeks here. So we'll see. You got any misses you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, so I've got some misses that I actually wanted to play. Um, like Weird West and Norco. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are other misses that I don't ever see myself playing, like uh, Sonic, Live Alive, Kirby, and the Pokemon games. Um, sure. And then yeah. ones that you're definitely going to see too at some point, like Xenoblade 3. Oh, uh, no, that's not even on the on the list. It's so wild. I don't know why you're so against Xenoblade 3 with your... I you wasn't played, against it. You made it time until, for Tales of Arise for like 40 hours. And you won't play yeah, I, I wasn't against so it until you were like... You gotta play Xenoblade. <laughs> I'm telling you, you do. All right. You know, I will say I I I listened to like a little spoiler on it. Uh, it sounds very interesting. Um, but after listening to that spoiler, I definitely have no reason to ever play it because I just don't like I don't like the combat in Xenoblade games. Not at all. It just it is. It's just so like, good. It grows on you. It sticks it in my head. Me, I can't wait. I want to just go slash a couple people right now. It makes me want to vomit. How mm. much is on screen at one time? So good. So good. Game of the year. Uh, the last thing we have to do is just our diligence. Let's talk about what's happening in the next 30 days before our next podcast. Um, things, will, things will reset. Things will get back to normal, chat. Chat, listeners, sorry. Uh, <laughs> listeners, viewers, yeah. people yeah. watching this, there is no live chat right now. Uh, but, you know, next month we'll record sometime around like February 1st through 4th, I would assume. We'll talk about all the games that we've been playing, whether they're new or old. Uh, we will talk about all the news that's happening in the video game industry. Obviously, it's been a really light month for news. Yuji Naka got indicted for... <laughs> that's crazy. Insider that's trading. so funny. Fucking madness. Um, and then we'll start building our 2023 Game of the Year list so that we can do another celebration like this at the end of next year. Super, super fun. Um, but for right now, I need to talk to you guys about my New Year's resolution. We always start things for our incoming games the same way. And it's with the free games that are coming our way. And I have decided that I will no longer waste my breath or your time on the Xbox Live games with gold. So I am pleased, what, what, I am pleased to retire month? the shit show at the fuck factory. Today's, this month's January PlayStation Plus games are Axiom Verge 2, Fallout 76, in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. If you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, play it. We're going to be talking all about that game and its sequel 
in the next Dude, couple this months. This month? That's a great month. Jedi no. Fallen Order is great. Fallout 76 has become a great game. I'm not talking about these. I'm talking about the games with gold. These are great. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about January. The just the PlayStation right now. Oh yeah. I'm I can't even find a result for what's coming out with uh, It's Xbox. trash. It's not worth it. Stop trying to waste our viewers time. No, uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm just curious myself. I All right. On January 13th, One Piece Odyssey, the third-person RPG, which honestly looks really fucking good. I don't know shit about One Piece, but I'm interested in both these games coming out on the 13th. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is the next-gen update version of the, I don't know, PlayStation 4, Xbox One game. Did you ever play this? No. Got good reviews. No, but I think I'm going to check it out. It's only going to be 20 bucks. I think it's funny how... You're a person who doesn't watch anime, but anytime an anime game comes out, you're like, oh, this looks good. I think I'm going to try it, it does, out. It does, man. And then <laughs> just I like anime, anime. Jason. I want to be into I anime. I like anime, but I, can't I don't watch a thousand episodes games. of fucking One Piece. I can't of obligate. Of course you can. Of course I know. you can. All right. On <laughs> January 19th, <laughs> the Persona games uh, fill out. So oh, does we're this get look good, Jake? Does this Persona look good? Persona 3 <laughs> Portable. Yes, it looks good. I'm excited for these. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, hold on a second. I didn't realize this, but the first five notable games that come out are all anime as fuck because it gets better. It's Persona 4 Golden comes out the same day. Uh, these are coming to Game Pass. They're coming to Switch. They're coming to PlayStation 4, 5, all, all platforms, essentially. Uh, 4 Golden was out on Steam, but um, now 3 Portable will be as well. And then on January 20th is Fire Emblem Engage, baby. And I'm fucking buying it. Day one, all my waifus are in there. I got to. Your wife I did there. see, you know, I saw a trailer the other day. They were, like, playing trailers on TV for some reason. On, like, Hallmark Channel. I was home, and my parents were watching, like, Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and they were playing Fire Emblem trailers on there. What? Uh, yeah. And I saw Byleth. So it's like, yeah. oh, I kind of want, I kind of want Fire Emblem Engage now. Yeah, dude, like you should Fire get it. I'm, I'm definitely getting I, it. I mean, dude, I adored Fire Emblem Three Houses. Was like, well, my like, yeah. second favorite. This game is the, the sequel year to Three out. Houses. Why would you not be interested? In this? I, I just, I had something about it is just not clicking in my brain. I don't know if it's all the colors are too much for mm. me, or if it's the setup or what. I just, I don't know. I think you should. They do need it. to get rid of the Pepsi hair. I love the Pepsi hair. We love Pepsi in this family. I hate the Pepsi hair. I love it. Uh, that's January 20th on the 20th as well is Monster Hunter Rise is going multi-platform. That's coming to Game Pass as well as uh, all platforms that are not Switch and PC. So yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, I'm going to check that out on Game Pass. That might be a fun game for uh, myself and the fellers to play probably off stream. But Did you play Monster Hunter World? No, I played Monster Hunter World alone for like two hours, and it put this seed in my head of like, I think this would be really fun with like my gaming group offline. But Very it really hasn't had like a good opportunity. Like we're big Game Pass gamers, or like super deep discount gamers. When it really comes down to it, if we're being honest, like what can we figure out for all four of us to just like low effort see if we're into? Because we we hop on and fall off of games like it's going out of fucking style. We'll spend forty bucks on a game and play it once and be like, fuck this game. So yeah. now that it's on Game Pass, it gives us the opportunity. So I think it's kind of been in our heads for a while that we'll check this out. You have any experience with Monster Hunter? Yeah, I played 15 hours of Monster oh, Hunter World. Worlds, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fell off. It wasn't you. my thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about Forspoken. I mean, we can. We both played the demo and we haven't talked about it on the show. Let's like, yeah. let's just real quick dig into that. Uh, where'd you, uh, where'd you land on that demo? 
I think I think the demo was not good. Uh, yeah. But I don't think the game is going to be not good. I think the game is going to be good, but I think the way they presented that demo was just the worst way to do it. Um, it yeah. dumped you into the middle of the game with abilities that you have no no knowledge of how to use. It gave you just a very, very, very short combat tutorial that was kind of bad. Um, I was not a fan of the demo, but I do think the game will be good. And then also the the dialogue was rough. I don't mind the, the dialogue. dialogue. Like that's just like there was dialogue like that in God of War too. Like it doesn't offend me. It's like Avengers dialogue. Like that shit happens I, all the time. It normally you're playing Midnight Suns, bro. It normally no. There was something just <laughs> off about the chat between her and her bracelet during. Yeah, the I had demo. no idea. They didn't even explain that. She was just talking to some disembodied voice. It took me forever to realize what was going on. Um, oh yeah, it's bad her demo. Square Enix has been doing a great job of unselling video games with their demos uh-huh. this year. Harvestella uh-huh. was such a nightmare. Forspoken was a nightmare. I'm in the same camp as you of like bad demo, not bad game. Uh, just like I found I fell off of a bridge and like there was just no tutorial on traversal or how to get up that bridge. Yep. And I had to like yep. Google it and then figured out that if yep. I held down a button, I could do like a little teleportation thing. It was just very Wait. poorly explained. And I don't know. I didn't even know you could do a teleport thing. Yeah, if I you never hold down if you hold down like oh you'll look up in like fucking target engage mode and you'll, you'll see like little nubs on the wall that she'll like oh my god sprint to I had no idea I played the jump entire up. demo yeah knowing it's that. all like if you go online and watch like a go look like if you Google for spoken gameplay demo on YouTube and watch a couple of them and then find one that has like you know a million views and it's somebody that's playing it that understands how to play the game and they looked up everything it looks like such a cool video game compared to the way that I played it like a fucking imbecile either way if you want to see me make a fucking fool out of myself uh, youtube.com yeah. <laughs> it's up there uh, I also know, have a I also not, have a playthrough of the demo up on my YouTube channel not bad not bad not good not good um just a bad slice and i don't know if the answer was give them the first hour or two of the game or if it was maybe create instead of a vertical slice like an actual like pre-made tutorial for 20 minutes or maybe just no fucking demo you know um not all games have demos i don't know if they i don't know whose decision that was but it didn't come out great but either way that's coming out on the 24th i am not rip rare into go but i'm not completely against it we'll see we'll see what's happening on the 24th maybe i'll check it out um, and then something that you're super fucking hyped for, dude. You're day one on this, right? Dead Space? I planned on being, yes, correct. Is this the same helmet? The helmet looks weird to me. Uh, I think it has a little bit of stylized, like, it's, it's got been like nine a bit. pieces on it or something like that. Like nine holes. Like it doesn't look like the Dead Space I helmet. Say, I want to say it's almost exactly the same. I think it's just maybe the angle that looks a little bit different. Um, I guess. Or this might be like the upgraded version of the helmet throughout the game. Um, yeah. And you might be more familiar I guess, with I the... guess in my history, I've seen the Dead Space 2 cover art a bunch. Yeah, it's, it's so like that's, angled. Yeah, the so Dead that's Space like the Dead Space one, helmet yeah. that's in my head. And I guess this yeah. is just the Dead Space 1 helmet, maybe? I don't so, know. yeah, the Dead Space 2 helmet kind of looks like the Venator helmet from Halo. Um, but the Dead Space 1 helmet is more of a bucket with just, like, the slits in the front. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. January 27th, baby. Hey, man. Are hey, you and fucking podcasting together? I can't believe it. It's awesome. How did we make it this far? Well, with the help of our listeners and viewers, of course. 
<laughs> thanks to all of you at home. Uh, truly, CBS fucking awesome. The amount like of <laughs> the amount of support that we got over the last year for just being two dudes with a very, very small following individually, the fact that we pull in hundreds of views on our YouTube videos and hundreds of unique listeners on our podcast feeds every month is nothing short of miraculous, and we can't thank you enough. If you're listening to this, you're very special to us, and it means a lot. This is a passion project that we do for fun, and it's awesome that it's yielding the results that it does. I have no signs of fucking stopping. I know Colleen's in there with me. We're going to keep this going uh, for years and years to come. This is only the beginning. If you are listening to this on a podcast app, find us on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, find us on the podcast app. If you listen regularly, leave a review. If you watch regularly, come see us on Twitch and say hi. It means the world to us if you click an extra button and do an extra thing and it makes us grow even more than we already have but truly in the long run you could do nothing but listen and we'll still be so so thankful and colin thanks to you man this has been a fucking blast yeah thanks to you too it's been fun no problem bro it's been an experience it's been an experience (laughs) I've, i've had a great time with it um yeah we'll see where we are a year from now you know yeah, probably sitting right here talking about our game of the year for 2023, which will likely be Starfield. Final Fantasy 16. Okay, okay. There it is. You want to place a bet? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. We're not doing no, bets I'm, anymore. I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known we're not doing bets anymore because someone can't keep his end when he loses. Listen, man, I don't like these fucking games that you always suggest for me. All right. That's it for Game List. We will be back a month from now with some more goods for you. You know where to find me. It's Jake Twitchin everywhere. You know where to find him. It's Colleen underscore everywhere. We are Game List Show on all platforms. Thanks so much for listening, watching, being a part of this thing. Colin, take him away. Uh, no, I got nothing. Uh, GG. I mean, we- we could do Fimble Winter, but I feel like that one's been overplayed. Fimble Winter's played out, man. We need to... Yeah. Let's, you know what? Listen. Pretend the podcast just ended. We're giving you bonus here. Let's think of a way to end our shows from here on. Let's okay. just settle on it. This is casual. This is bonus. Um, Something about, like... Yeah, keep on gaming, gamers. <laughs> we, could, we, could pull a, we could pull a Ellie from The no. Last of Us. It can't be Part nothing. one or two? one she says that in part one it can't be say? for nothing it can't, it can't be, be for, for nothing? nothing no that's not fun i don't know i literally just looked that's at so last, that's so depressing well uh, i'm thinking of like game stuff and uh keep on keep on listing game <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> thank you for listening is so funny <laughs> no, i hate it i hate it no. and thank you for listening